I sold the damn Lamborghini and bought 10 Corvettes. Welcome to another awesome episode of Spouse Holes. This is Kiara, and I'm here with Eric. We're happy gonna, to be here. Oh, hi, Eric. <laughs> I'm glad you're happy. All right, so we are going to just start off with our holes of the week. We're going to do this a little bit different, so just bear with us. Um, I am going to share... No, let's have you share your hole first. You want me to go first? Yeah, let's hear your hole. Give so us some details. this week, I have found... The ultimate criminal. A Florida man steals $33,000 worth of rare coins and cashes them in in a coin star for $29.30. What a dumb hole. What a, yeah. I'm glad you put that dumb in front of it because I bet he was pissed when he realized how much that actually costs. Clearly, or I guess it was I, worth. Yeah, so I guess in a sense it might have actually worked better for his case because... It's less money, so maybe a smaller charge, but because they are worth $33,000, I don't know if there's an exchange rate of how much time you're doing based on how much money you actually received. Right, right. What an idiot. All right, you want to hear my hole? I would love to hear your hole. All right. So mine happened in Ireland. There were vandals who stole the head of an 800-year-old mummy. Can you believe that? What would you do with an 800-year-old mummy head? Right, and they haven't even found it yet. So it does make you wonder, like, what are they doing with the head? Like, do you just put that on top of your fireplace and hope it doesn't burn? Like, what do you do? <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> I don't even think I'd want to attempt to figure this out. Right. All right. So that's our holes. You guys, stop being holes. All right. So our next part will be our plugs. Normally in our episodes, we do these at the end. But like I said, we're going to switch it up a little bit for this episode. So do you want to go first for the plug or do you want me to go first? I would love to go first again. Go for it. So my plug this week is a man who's a personal trainer. He has autism, but he decided that he wanted to open up a new gym that caters specifically to people with special needs. So the trainers are more trained. They're required to be a little more ready to perform and help people. And he's autistic, but then he also right. makes sure that he has a range of uh, services for multiple types of disabilities. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's way awesome. That's way cool. How about you? What's your plug? Let's plug up some more holes. All right. So this plug, and I'm sure a lot of people have heard about this one because this one just came out on the 8th. So... A good Samaritan returned a lost lottery ticket and the guy who won the jackpot won like 270 plus million dollars. The exact number is 273 million dollars is what he won in the jackpot. So he lost his ticket at the store or he was fidgeting around with his phone, put his money away, left his ticket, left, tried to find it, realized he left at the store, came back. And somebody actually turned it in and he was able to collect. So he is looking for the guy to give him a little something. But I mean, I don't know how I'd feel like I gave it back. But the guy who said that he found it, we're not sure if he really was the guy, said that that's just how he was raised to do the right thing. And so he well, did and the in right that thing. moment, he didn't know it was worth $273 million. Right, right. 
So that was my but plug. But that's still a really good plug. And it, it looks like he'll get something out of it too, though. Yeah, definitely. I do want to state, though, that I will be putting a link of our holes in our plugs up on Instagram. I'll just do a quick photo and just copy the link on it. And if you guys want to click into it and read a little bit more about them, I know some people have mentioned that they would like to we read We can a also more. put a separate page for plugs and a separate page of holes on the website, spouseholes.com. And that way you can see them there as well. Perfect. Today we have our first guest with us. He was the winner of Body of Work in 1997, a physique transformation competition, Everett Herbert. At the age of 50 years old or young, beat out the competition. He lost 15 pounds of fat, gained nine pounds of muscle in 101 days, making him the co-grand champion and winner of $50,000 and a brand new Corvette. 22 years later, he sits down with us to share his story. Speaking of 101 days, Eric and I are actually going to do our own body transformation challenge. And we're going to start this today, March 11th until June 20th. If any of our listeners want to participate, you guys are more than welcome to. You can send us your pictures and we can upload it on our website. We will be uploading our before and after pictures on Instagram as well as our website. So check it out. Thanks for sitting down with us today, Everett. We really appreciate your time and all that you've accomplished. While on your fitness journey, did you ever have like a mentor or some kind of instructor? Fairly early age, my 20s, 30s, I've tried to find the best mentors. I've never really subscribed to any kind of muscle magazine or anything like that other than Bill's Muscle Media when he came out with that. Um, I first bought his supplement review and um, or the... It was a little book he put out, uh, but then he started publishing that Muscle Media magazine, and really got hooked on that. Uh, it was, it seemed so scientific to me. Like he would uh, have his employees go out to a health food store or a store and buy supplements, protein bars, whatever was out there, and he would send those to laboratories and have them tested, and then he would publish the results in the magazine. Oh, wow. And I remember one, there, I, can't, I don't remember the product, but it had one one-thousandth in the product of what it said on the label. And the rest was just filler? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And uh, all of his stuff, he uh, had a money-back guarantee on it. Uh, I remember reading one where a guy bought a whole case of, I think it was Myoplex bars or something, and he didn't have to send the bars back, he just sent him a thing and said he wasn't happy with them and they refunded his money. It was, so it was really good like that. It really seemed to be a high standard of integrity. An interesting thing is Metrex. You familiar with Metrex, the supplement, sports supplement? He, Bill met Scott Connolly, I don't know how, but he was telling us, Bill was telling us this over dinner when we were back in Denver. Scott Connolly was... Uh, he was either a regular MD or an anesthesiologist, and he had developed this drink for people that were in the hospital for a long period of time where their muscles would be wasting away, and got together with Bill, and they come up with this metrics idea, and when they, they first made it and sold it, you would buy it in two different containers. One would have a red lid, and one would have a black lid, and you would take one or two scoops of one of them, put it in, take one out of the other one, put it in, and that's the way you mixed it up. 
and then that evolved into the whole metrics line of uh, sports supplements. That's pretty awesome. I never knew that that's the origin of it. Yeah. And then they broke, they broke up because uh, Scott Connolly wanted to put it out on all the supermarkets and stuff. And Bill wanted to keep it kind of more of a proprietary thing where they sold it directly and then in health food stores and stuff like that. So then he locked into, uh, I believe it was Anthony Alamada, who started to sell. Uh, and I think he was one of the first ones in the country to sell creatine creatine monohydrate, which is now the most widely used sports supplement in the world because it works real simply by hydrating the muscle cell. And I think that was the only product that Anthony Alamata had at the time, and he called his company EAS Experimental and Applied Sciences. And then Bill bought that from him, and then he just exploded the thing out with a whole bunch of products and stuff in the contest. Speaking of the contest, let's kind of go into your story. All right. <laughs> like I said, I was uh, I had subscribed to Muscle Media. Jeez, it must have been 1977 or maybe late 1976. He put out a, in the Muscle Media magazine that he was going to have a contest, and it was going to be the biggest fitness slash bodybuilding contest ever. He was going to give away his Lamborghini which was about $250,000, give away one Corvette to the runner-up, and then the other eight contestants would get uh, $10,000, and each of us, each of the winners, would get year's contract to be a spokesperson for EAS. Uh, Of course, the one that gets the Lamborghini, he's the grand spokesperson champion. Uh, so I read about that, um, put the magazine aside. I, at that time in my life, I had, two years previously, I had blown up my marriage of 25 years, uh, had a midlife crisis. Seeing a girl half my age, we ended up getting married. I got divorced. My life was just, at the time this contest came out, I was in the shitter. It was one of the worst times in my life. My kids... My daughters didn't want to have anything to do with me. Told me they didn't want to ever see me again. And this new relationship, it was on the rocks. I was, well, I was a workaholic, and I so I was working a lot. My second wife at the time, she kept bringing up the contest. You know, let's do this. This will give us something in common. You know, and after two or three months, I decided to give it a try. So. I called EAS to order some products, got to talk to Stoney Lee Grimes. I didn't know who that was, but he was quite a central figure in the company, almost uh, a pro bodybuilder. He was going in that direction, and he was working with Bill, and he, had, he played quite an important role in the early days of the company, uh, right up until about the time Bill sold it to Abbott Nutrition. You know, I would I, I quizzed him. You know, I said, look, first I started like, if you could only afford to buy one supplement, what would it be? He said, well, it would be the Myoplex meal replacement. And I said, well, if you could afford two, what would the second one be? And I went through five of them and then ended up buying all five of them. Then I actually ended up going to a health food store. I said, if I bought $400 worth of supplements a month, what kind of discount would you give me? 
And they gave me like a, I think it was a 30 or 35% discount, which was really decent. So that's instead of buying directly from EAS, I bought it from the health food store because I was working stiff. <laughs> yeah, so that's, right now that's one of my biggest complaints when it comes to looking to get myself some supplements and stuff. I walk into the stores and I'm like, oh, that's so expensive. I'll just eat some chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I still take creatine. Creatine, it just, it just you can work out stronger. You can run faster and longer because it just gets liquid into the cell. Yeah, I still use that. Yeah, I, I have some in my cupboard. <laughs> so then you, when you saw this contest, you saw it and you decided you were going to enter it? Yes. Yeah. My wife at the time, she wanted to do it also. And my 17-year-old son, he did it. Uh, he didn't do it quite as faithfully as Jennifer and I did it, but he, he was there for most of the workouts. And could you explain exactly for these guys what the contest was and uh, I guess the time period and how long you had to work? And Oh, yeah. The contest ran for six months, and you could enter it on the first day of the contest and go with a full six months. You had to do it at least three months. People did it six months and everywhere in between that and three months. Uh, I ended up doing it 101 days from the time I started. It, I ran right to the very end of the contest. And so at the end of the 101 days, uh, you had to send, obviously, your before shot at whenever you started, and then you had to submit a final photo. Yes, he sent out a packet. <clears throat> Everyone that requested one, they got a packet. And uh, it had a place for your before picture, and you had to hold up a current newspaper the day that you take the picture, uh, you had to have a body composition done. And then at the end of the contest, you had to take another before picture. You'd take one from the front, and one from the side, and one from the back. So there's three before and then three after pictures. And one of them would be with you holding the current newspaper when it started and then when the contest ended. Pick 10 winners, uh, 10 finalists. We went to Denver and they and Bill instructed us that we, the 10 finalists, were going to go into a conference room and vote, and we were going to pick the winners. That just, that struck me just as, I didn't want to do it because we had been there a couple of days already, and I had made friends with these people, and I didn't want to go into a room and judge it. And so I approached Bill's mom, told her about that. A couple of the others joined me and, you know, agreed, you know, we don't want to go and pick a winner. And so they changed it. So they would do that. They'd have, they had a group of about 10 people that would get together and pick the winner. So I was one of the 10 finalists. Oh, okay. We have some photos, and one of the photos is you did get a Corvette. So did they change even the prizes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that was kind of interesting how that happened. Uh, we all went, and we went into the conference room, and we met the 10 panelists, I guess you would call them, the judges, and they asked us questions, and then an auditing company actually came in and picked up their ballots and took it, and they tallied up the judges' results, and then they gave it back to EAS, back to Bill Phillips, and that night at the company auditorium, the big company auditorium held about 200 people with the stage and screen and everything. Bill goes up, walks up to the podium. He said, 
Earlier today, we decided that I could change the rules. And then he paused a little bit. And this is all in the film, Body of Work. He says, I sold the damn Lamborghini and bought 10 Corvettes. You're all grand prize winners. You all get $50,000. You all get a Corvette. Oh, wow. And it was just, it was just pandemonium. It was just it was amazing. I sold the Lamborghini. Yeah. Yeah, he ended up giving about, way. Well, I think it was about a, an extra half a million dollars uh, above and beyond what he was originally going to give away. Oh, that's so, crazy. Yeah. It was a great marketing move, too. Oh, I'm sure it just really drove everyone crazy. Yeah. And they're just like, can you believe this? And then they were going to do it again the next year? Or? Yes. We didn't know at the time, but immediately he got all the publish, publishing stuff done and sent out packets again for the next year. But you guys weren't allowed to compete a second time, or could you? No. Have, yeah, you couldn't have and Actually, we ended up getting a two-year. Each one of us got a two-year EAS spokesperson contract. So for those two years, you got all the supplements you could do? Uh, no, but we got them at employee discount, which was the craziest employee discount I've ever seen. Like a $40 box of Myoplex, we would buy for like $18 as an employee. His employee discounts were just insanely beneficial for the employees. <laughs> Sounds like it. So then with the 10 winners, can you say who your <clears throat> personal winner was if you had to say one of them was the grand champion? Yeah, Brad Wadlow. Brad Wadlow. Brad Wadlow. He was an oil rig uh, worker. He worked on oil rigs, and I, I think it was from Missouri. Yeah, he was my he was my favorite. And he just had a huge transformation as well. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. Actually, Drew Avery. Uh, his if you put my picture and his next together, look at them together. We look an awfully lot alike. I mean, his abs are just ripped, and they're perfectly shaped. Mine aren't quite so <laughs> nicely shaped, but mine are just ripped, and my shoulders are big. And if you put our two pictures together, he was 30, I think, and I was 50. And we made almost the same transformation. I was a little fatter than he was. But he, did, he took six months to do that, and I did it in, in three months and 10 days. And then so for your transformation, do you also feel, as a 50-year-old, you're at a disadvantage, or do you feel like... I didn't feel any disadvantage because, honestly, in my heart, I did not think I would ever win the contest. I thought that some of these smart bodybuilders would use steroids and other uh, enhancing drugs and beat the, the drug test. I, that's, I honestly thought that's what was going to happen. So then they did do drug tests. Steroids were off limits. Yes, yes. Uh, and the 10 finalists, we had to go to a hospital and have our blood drawn. Then it was sent to, I hope I pronounced his name right, Mario Di Pasquale or something like that. He has worked with, uh, at that time, he was working with the Olympics on drug testing. And he did all of the drug testing or had it done at his lab. And then I also saw something about you had to do a lie detector? Yes. What kind of questions did they ask you on the <laughs> lie detector? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, they, they ask you the baseline questions, you know, where you live, uh, you know, are you at EAS quarters today or, you know, things like that. Uh, and I honestly don't remember the questions they asked. There were, there were questions related to if we took any 
uh, enhancing drugs that had been prohibited. They asked us that. That's really the only thing that I can definitely remember is they asked us about that. So it was just more to double down on there can't be any cheaters. Right. Okay. Right. (laughs) Then after we got back to when we were all back in Denver and they were doing the the selection of who's going to be the winner and all of that stuff. We spent, I think it was three days there. They called three of the contestants into the conference room. And this is on the, on the documentary body of work that can be seen on uh, YouTube. They called them into the conference room and three of them apparently had failed. Lie detector or the drug test? The lie detector. Oh, wow. The lie detector test. And Brad Wadlow, my favorite, he was one of them. The way he composed himself and handled himself in that interview when they were talking about failing the drug test. I have no question in my mind that he did not use any enhancing drugs. And I don't think the others did either. Uh, Lie detectors test can be really unreliable. And And this was also back in 1997. 1997, yeah. And then later that afternoon, Bill came down into the gym. We were all down there at the company gym working working out and visiting and stuff. And he came down and he announced to the whole group. We didn't know any of this before Bill came down and announced it. He came down and said, you know, three of you failed the drug test. In the movie, you can see all of this uh, going on in the conference room. But he asked me, he said, what should we do? And I said, well, throw them out. And I meant and every, almost everybody to a T knew that I meant to throw out the drug, drug test. But some thought I meant throw out the contestants. And they make this little drama in the documentary about that. Uh, <laughs> and I, I come off looking kind of stupid for a minute, but then I come out all right <laughs> because they realize I meant throw out, throw out the drug test. I mean, at that uh, point, you're all, I mean, there's 10 of you left and you'd all worked really hard. I mean, sometimes yeah. I feel like in certain aspects, you can only accomplish so much. And then people that are in the same contest that might have used the, you know, steroids or whatever, it's like, I still worked real hard and I still look damn good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody was a winner regardless of how it, it turned out. So did anyone complain that just all 10 of you won or did someone want to be ch- crowned the champion? Uh, Bill published a letter from someone in one of the muscle media magazines. <laughs> and this person was so unhappy that they didn't win the contest. And they called me a pretty boy. <laughs> you, you gave it to a, this pretty boy, Everett Herbert. <laughs> but there were a lot of disgruntled people that weren't in the contest. I mean, that weren't the finalists. You know, people that didn't make it into the last the 10 finalists, there were some people that were really, really disgruntled. They just thought that they had this thing nailed down. Oh, man. That's something else. (laughs) I could only imagine, like, to what degree people look at it and they're just looking at it and they say, why didn't I make it? And it's because you didn't do as good. But (laughs) to them, they're, oh, my traps are bigger than that, guys. Why this or that? And it's just like, well, it's complete transformation. And your transformation photos alone just are astonishing for 101 days. You know, uh, I I didn't realize until we took my after pictures 
because I, I never wore a tank top in the gym. I, I wore a loose fitting t-shirt. When we took the after pictures and I put those down next to my before pictures, my jaw hit the table. I, I just could not believe that I had done that. Cause I, I mean, I still, I, I don't like to look at myself in the mirror. Uh, uh, so when I, when I saw those pictures, I'm just, holy shit, I did it. <laughs> and my goal, I wrote my goal in my essay. And that's, that's another thing of the contest. You had to write a, an essay, a 300 word essay or something like that. I don't remember words. So you had to write an essay and kind of tell your story. Yeah. I wrote a good story. I wrote a good story. Uh, Amy Cusack, when we were back in Denver, she cornered me, and uh, that was Bill's assistant, uh, Amy. And she cornered me and said, you almost won the, trans- or the inspiration category also uh, because, I guess, what, with my family and all. Uh, but Bill made the right choice choosing Lynn Lingenfelter for the inspiration because, I mean, that kid went through so much. It's truly inspirational. His story is. His story is also on the. Yeah, he. Yeah, it's on the. Yeah, yeah. Any any of your uh, listeners, uh, they can go to YouTube, you know, and just pull up body of work, and there it is, a two two hour documentary. And I I have had people. Matter of fact, just this past year, somebody came up to the gym and was talking to him, and they're like, "You like in that." body of work movie weren't you <laughs> uh and this is 21 years later uh and he told me he says that is the most inspirational fitness film i have ever seen in my life he says it beats pumping iron hands down so from it to go from 1997 fast forward to 98 he was going to do the contest again did it go off without a hitch and someone was actually declared a winner or how did 98 no, turn out? No, what he did is he changed it. He was giving away a million dollars. There were going to be 10 finalists and each one would get $100,000. Oh, wow. And my niece, Leslie Jones, Leslie with a Z, she was one of the winners that oh, wow. year. Yeah. Utah has more winners. We have, we've had three grand champions that I know of from utah more than our share utah there's something must be something (laughs) in the water yeah (laughs) wow i didn't i didn't even realize that so then you got to see her side of it probably and did you coach her at all or does it 100 percent on her own she called me i I didn't even know she was doing it and she called me and asked me if i would come over to her house and read her essay and give her tips i read it and I said, Leslie, it's perfect. Don't change a word. It's perfect. That's yeah. all you did, huh? You oh, didn't she... work out with her once or anything? Nope. Oh, wow, nope. that's amazing. Nope. That's really cool. Yeah. So she probably took a little inspiration from you. And I don't know. $100,000. I don't think they do those anymore, do they? No, no. Did it go to they, a third year? Well, they, yeah, they, they did them for several years after that. And then they just changed their minds. Yeah, right? even when Bill sold it. Uh, when he sold a company, he, uh, Abbott Laboratories, uh, who now was the owner of EAS, they contend, continued that. And it got, it got really big. I mean, they had the EAS trucks. I mean, you see those things on the road and you notice them. They've got that big EAS and all those purple colors and stuff. Gorgeous trucks. 
and they would have one of those semi trucks roll up to the winner's house and have the camera crew and everything out there. And it was, it was a big deal. So what happened to the Corvette? That's an interesting story. Uh, Bill gave us Corvettes that were less, that were one year old. They were used. They had less than 5,000 miles. Uh, anybody would be happy to have one. I called his assistant and I said, I want a new one because that's when they just made the body change on them and they went to those nice rounded fenders and just really big change in it. He said, I'll ask Bill. Uh, he asked Bill, called me back and he said, what we'll do is we'll just average out the price of the ten cor- or the nine Corvettes that we buy and we'll send you a check for that amount. So they sent me a check for $32,600. I put $8,000 with it and got a new Corvette. And then I had this idea, and I, I got the Corvette brochure that you get at the dealership. I cut out EAS labels like Myoplex and Cytoval and different things like that, and I pasted them on the picture of the big Corvette in the catalog, and I sent it to Bill, and I said, what if we do this? The picture that he used in all the advertisement after that was my Corvette. I was the only one that had a Corvette like that, and it... Oh, you got to see it uh, in the documentary at the very end of it. Bill's giving me the keys to the Corvette, and you can see it. Uh, but it's just absolutely gorgeous. I drove it for two years, traded it in on another new model, and had the same all the same artwork and stuff done on it. So I, I got to drive that for four years. Then I traded that in on a bright yellow Z06 Corvette. <laughs> Ah, so you've just gone through Corvettes with the whole deal, huh? <laughs> well, three of them. <laughs> so which one was your favorite of the three? Oh, the one with the all of the decals and stuff on it. I mean, I could, for, for honestly, for the two years I drove that, I could not go to a restaurant anywhere and come out to that that somebody wasn't standing by that and wanted to talk about it. So what I did is I, I talked to Bill's assistant again and got permission to pick up all of the muscle media magazines that didn't sell the previous month. So sometimes I'd get 100, 150 magazines, muscle media magazines, and I'd always keep about 25 of them in the Corvette, and then I would keep packets of Myoplex, and when the weather wasn't so hot, I would keep uh, Myoplex bars in there. So anytime anybody stopped to talk to me or that, they got a magazine and a package of protein or a Myoplex bar. So you took your duties as a spokesman real serious. Oh, it was so fun. <laughs> so looking it over, I saw that you actually got a ticket in one of the Corvettes. Which one did you get a ticket in? That, that was the first one with all of the, the decals on it. I was, I was going to Wendover. I just was going out there for the afternoon, do some gambling, uh, and look at a fence job out there. I was... I think it's Highway 80 going from Salt Lake to Wendover, Nevada. And I was just cruising along about 100 miles an hour. And (laughs) red light in the rearview mirror. Cop pulled me over. He was familiar with EAS. He started asking me questions. And I opened the back, got out a magazine and protein bar and packet of (laughs) stuff and gave it to him. 
He had already given, I think it was, was it a warning ticket? It was a warning ticket, wasn't it? He, I think he wrote on it that it was a uh, failure to prove it was your vehicle. Yeah, registration. Oh, registration. Okay. Yeah, Just what, something, what, some what? kind of warning type okay. thing. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I didn't get, I, I, did, I guess I'll, I don't, I don't know. But you got pulled I, over I, for speeding. And yeah. He, that's <laughs> why he stopped me. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, it ended up, we got to talking. I gave him my address. I told him that I could get him the EAS supplements at a really, really discounted price because I would buy a lot of supplements and I would sell it to my friends and people that I met at my cost, which was the employee price, which was, like I told you earlier, dirt cheap. And he actually had ended up ordering some stuff, coming to my house and picking it up. Nice. <laughs> so so that's more, the, more benefits come from winning this contest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was funny because I was reading it and on there it did say like, Failure to prove it was your vehicle, and your name is clearly on the back in decals. Right. (laughs) So I was wondering, there had to be a story here. And so, yeah, it just sounds like he was giving you a warning, and that's how he justified it. And I don't know, I because I had a license plate made up uh, that said Team EAS with the team with the purple colors of EAS on there. And I don't know if I had that license plate on there that time, but I I had that made up, and it looked kind of like a Utah play, but not really. And I drove that for a year, year and a half with that fake plate on there. It said Team AAS. <laughs> and actually, I coined the term Team AAS because when I did that brochure with a Corvette and put all of the stuff on it, I made a little thing that said Team AAS and put it on the Corvette. And then later, Bill adopted that and had sweatshirts and everything, you know, made Team, a- Team AAS on that. That was fun to have a little part in that. Did he give you any kickback on it? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) He had already given me enough. Yeah, that's true. Sounds like they really hooked you up. So watching the next year and having your, you said it was your niece? Mm -hmm. Yeah, my sister's girl. Went in and she then placed as a top 10 and won $100,000. Yep. Were you all like, if I would have waited another year? (laughs) No. (laughs) I, I, I I don't have any regrets. So what was the best and worst part of the whole process? I think that when you dig yourself into a deep enough hole and you know you're on the bottom, you, I mean, it doesn't take much to get you moving. And I knew that, I mean, I, I mean, I had blown up that 25 year marriage, this new marriage to a girl half my age was blowing up. I mean, that was, it was really the only thing my work. Besides my work, that was the only thing I really had that I could hang on to and use as an anchor. I didn't find it hard. I was in such a desperate place. It seems like each day, might not have been, but it seemed like each time, each day, I would say to myself, this, doing this today is going to determine who I am and what I will be tomorrow. And I just... it just wasn't hard. Right. So it was the best part then. It looked like you made a lot of close friends with what we saw as far as the pictures go. Yeah. I uh, just met all kinds of crazy, wonderful people. Not crazy, crazy, but you know, <laughs> people I, w- I mean, that doing that and being one of the 10 winners in that, that's one of those things in your life everybody probably experiences where. Your life is going along in one direction and something comes to you out of left field and 
your life is just never the same. Well, that kind of goes back to when I actually met you. How I actually found you is I was looking to cha- make some changes in my life. Uh, we decided instead of investing in like a gym membership or whatever, we would invest in some home gym products and then work out at home to have it more readily available. And so I went on KSL and I looked for, I was looking for some medicine balls and I saw your ad and I was really shocked at your price compared to everybody else's on KSL. So I called you up immediately and went over and showed up at your house and bought some medicine balls from you. But it went way beyond that because, you know, most interactions when you meet somebody for a KSL buy or whatever, you know, you get them for five, 10 minutes, you hand them the cash, you walk away. But me and you actually, um, my brother-in-law helped me and we were loading them up and you answered the door and you were wearing a Captain America tight fitting t-shirt, like one of those, uh, stretchy t-shirts. <laughs> and here you are gray hair, your abs are perfect in this t-shirt. <laughs> and so I don't know if you remember, but when you answered the door, we talked for like two seconds. You're like, Oh, well, let me go open the garage. And so you went back into your house. I look over at my brother-in-law and I'm like, Holy shit. <laughs> and he, my brother-in-law, I didn't have any words either. And so then we walk around to the side of your house and you, the garage opens and we load up the truck. Most of the time, this is when a KSL purchase would end. And then me and you just start talking and I just had to ask you a million questions and you're like, well, what, what's your opinion on diet? What's your fit? And I'm just, what do I need to do? And he's like, what? and you, you, I remember you saying something to the effect of, well, you got a little bit of extra on you. So <laughs> I suggest the keto diet. And then you tar- start talking to me about the keto diet and I jumped on and I lost almost a hundred pounds on it, put some back on and I'm trying to reel it back in, but it really worked for me and it changed my life meeting you. And I'm very happy and glad that you're on the podcast now, three years, two and a half years later. And we're just talking and it's, uh, it's just crazy how small the world is sometimes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So are you still in contact with any of the people? No, I'm trying to think if there is one. On Facebook, I'm friends with Bill Phillips' mom, and a lot of the people I met through that. Matter of fact, most of my friends on Facebook are, after, after that contest, Bill did the book Body for Life. And through that, he had like big conferences that he'd hold in Denver. And there'd be like five, 600 people come to these things from all over the world, actually, from, wow. from Europe. I've got friends in Australia that I met there. And I'm still friends with a lot of these people that I met through those things. And he would sponsor these big conventions at the time of the rock and roll marathon. People would come to do the marathon, go to these conferences of his. And most of my friends on Facebook are from those times. So what was keeping you motivated? And I I, I told you that uh, I I didn't think I would win. I honestly thought, like I said, that there would be professional bodybuilders that would cheat the system. This is what I would tell myself when I was in the gym, when I was up at 4.30 in the morning, they had to go to the gym before I go to work, or at 10 o'clock at night after a long day of work, I would picture this in my mind. (laughs) I'm in this red Lamborghini, and I turn the key, and I hear that rumble of that engine behind me. <laughs> right. And, well, that, that's you know, like it was my like, thing. You know, a fantasy, but, you know, that got me through so many workouts. And up at the, early in the morning and doing a workout late at night and sticking on my diet day after day. And 
That's the one I need the most help with so is sticking to the diet. Are you currently still doing a diet and exercising pretty regularly? Yes, so, I am. So what uh, keeps you motivated with that? Because I know like day to day, sometimes in the morning, I'm like, now my bed's way too warm to get out. One thing that keeps me mo- motivated is my body is so broken up. I've had so many surgeries. I just had my 20th surgery Oh, four wow. months ago, a re- total reverse shoulder replacement. Wow. I was scheduled to go in this coming Tuesday for a major back operation, which I put off because I, I've got to wait till this whole shoulder heals right. before I do that. One thing is if I don't exercise and keep my muscles really strong, mm-hmm. I would probably be bedridden within a few years. Oh, wow. About 20 years ago, I think it's 20, 25 years ago, surgeon jokingly told me no it was after i'd won the contest it was after i'd won the contest so it's maybe 19 20 years ago after i'd got an injection in my back he said just keep doing what you're doing because it's your muscles that's holding your skeleton together wow Uh, so that's one thing that motivates me i like it i mean i like being fit one of the compliments that i get the most is you inspire me or you're such an inspiration um, and I don't know if it's um, character flaw or what but I I really like that uh so you almost use that to a point to keep motivating yourself so you're always that person for other people. Yeah, I want to be an inspiration. I want to motivate, motivate people. I've said it a few, a few times tonight, but you motivated the hell out of me. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. As soon as he got home, he told me. Did you tell him what his name is in your phone? <laughs> Off air, I told him what uh, his <laughs> <laughs> He came home and he said... I just met Captain America, and I said, what? You just met Captain America? What are you talking about? And he told me about, you know, how you won this competition and how ripped you are, and I was like, well, that's awesome. And Eric's like, well, he, I have no excuse. Like, I have to get my book going, and at this time, I was pregnant with our first, and he's like, I have to do something. I have to change my life, and meeting him i really don't have any excuses i need to get my butt moving and i'm like that's awesome that you found somebody who inspired you to start you know working out because i remember you know when you gain weight you're just like down and you're depressed and i remember i think that was the first time in a while that i've seen eric excited to go and start working out and immediately him and my brother-in-law started working out and it was crazy they were it was it was something outside I can't say that I've been inspired by much. Like looking at it, you know, I've grown. I'm a big guy as it is, 6'5", and I've weighed as much as 400 pounds at one point in my life. And looking at it, it's just like it's never been one thing that's been able to get me over that hump of just being 500 pounds, 600 pounds. And it boils back to even when we were living in the apartment, you were okay with watching my 600-pound life and eating at the same time. She would eat dinner, and I would come home from school, and she would be watching my 600-pound life and eating a bowl of cereal or eating something. And I would look at her, and I'm like, I can't watch this and eat. How can you watch this and eat? And she's like, 
I find it entertaining. And I'm like, I find it a possible reality. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So whenever he feels like he wants to munch on something, I just turn it on in the background. (laughs) He won't eat. (laughs) But then meeting you, I was just, I was still lost for words for real. I, and then I started doing more research. I found some articles online, which just kept continuing the process. And then you told me about the keto diet. I'm like, you know what? He's, he's the go-to guy when it comes to this. So if he said to do something, I'm going to do it. And so I stuck to it. And I remember I, it was around November 1st is when I started keto strict. And I went November 1st until the beginning of the new year. And I had lost, I think, 60 pounds in the two and a half months I did it. Oh, my God. So I knew it worked. But then I had all these other things going wrong for me. I had gout. And then I also was working out heavy and I, my plantar fasciitis got injured doing squats. And then it took forever to get that right again. Just sticking to the keto diet, I wasn't even working out because I got kept getting hurt from just my own genetics. <laughs> and so I just kept doing the diet and I got down to 289 pounds and I went in for my physical. My doctor is also my mom's doctor. And my mom had done the gastric bypass surgery and she had lost a whole bunch of weight, but she also stuck to it and she's still to this day skinny from it. And so I go in there and the doctor kind of looked at me and he said, the last time you were in here, you were 388. You've lost a hundred pounds since you were in my office. He's like, did you go and have that surgery without telling me? (laughs) And I go, no, I just found the keto diet. And he's all like, I've heard about that. I've actually, I'm actually on it right now myself. And so then he starts telling me what he's doing and I'm like, no, 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 you're doing it all wrong. Everett says, (laughs) 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 and then I told him the little hacks that you had given me. He's like, I didn't even know about that. And I'm like, you're a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) So it'll be interesting when I go back and see him in his office called me and said, I'm due for another one. (laughs) (laughs) That's hysterical. (laughs) Yeah, so now we're going to talk to our listeners directly a little bit. Are you still the biggest advocate of the keto diet being the way to go, or have you found something that's maybe a little bit better? Or I'm still doing it. I think the best way for anyone to eat, I hate to, don't like to call them, call them diets, because mm-hmm. diet has got failure built right into that word. Right. I find it, the, for me, uh, the keto way of eating, high fat, very low carb, moderate protein is the very best for me. My mental clarity is better. Uh, my bipolar and depression are less when I'm eating clean like that. But I think the best way for anyone to eat is something, a basic healthy diet uh, that they can stick to. I don't find it hard to stick to the keto diet. Uh, that's not to say I'm 18 pounds overweight right now <laughs> since this shoulder surgery and the depression before that, I put on a lot of weight. But I always am eating keto intermittent with just eating really shitty stuff <laughs> that I shouldn't be eating from time to time. Uh, but I find that's the easiest. And I uh, combine that with intermittent fasting. I eat one meal a day. Most of my days, I'll go 20, 22 hours between eating. Um, do you do anything other than water when you're in your I do. I do bulletproof coffee. Sometimes I'll put the MCT oil in it 
If I want to keep my calories down for the day, I'll just put two tablespoons of heavy cream in it. Uh, but that's it. But you'll do that during the intermittent fasting time or during your eating that, That's during my fasting time. Okay. And you don't feel like that's interrupting the fasting when you put some cream in the coffee? No, it's 214 calories. No, I don't. I, I've read uh, Jason Fung. F-U-N-G, Jason Fung. He's got a couple of books out. He's got uh, stuff on YouTube. He's a, he's a surgeon. I believe he's in Canada. And he works. The guy probably knows more about intermittent fasting than anyone, anyone I know. And I've, I've read his books. I've watched his podcasts and his things on YouTube. And he indicates that having cream in your coffee is not going to affect the fast at all. And I can have that, and I can go from what helps me with that is the, the staying in ketosis. Like I told you on the phone, last year I was in ketosis 341 days. Now, some of those days, in the morning I'll be at trace. By the time I've fasted for 22 hours, I can be in the dark purple and oh, brown wow. colors. And so when you're testing for ketosis, what do you use, the urine sticks or do you use the blood meter? Uh, I bought the blood meter. I didn't like using it, so I'm back to the keto sticks. And I find that uh, I was buying – I'm living on Social Security right now. Well, for the rest of my life probably. (laughs) uh, I I was buying Bayer. When I first started, when I was doing the contest and I bought the Bayer sticks, you could buy 100 of them for $10. And they're $24 now for 100. And I found one that's called – Fat Smack on Amazon. They're like $7. And I've tested those with the Bayer sticks. And they test exactly color for color with the Bayer sticks. And they're one-third the price. So that's what I use. And I can test two, three, four times a day if I want. And, you know, it's just right. these. I'll have to remember that one because as, as I get back into it, I'll be monitoring mine a lot closer. So how do you feel where you're going towards? 20, 20 plus hours with fasting. How do you feel when you work out? Are you fine? Like you don't feel like lightheaded or uh-uh. fatigued or anything? No, I don't. Because it's high fat. I mean, my body's got plenty of that to burn. Oh yeah, once you're in ketosis, that's what your body needs to yeah. provide your energy. So I guess once you are in a deep ketosis, it doesn't matter that you haven't eaten. It's going to use your fat to yeah. propel and, your workout. And Going longer in my fast. Now, my partner, I told you earlier that he, my workout partner, he has a hard time getting in ketosis and staying there. But his fasts are like 16 hours, 14, 16 hours maybe. And I've tested throughout the day, and the longer I fast, the darker the ketones show up on the, on the keto stick. So for you, then hydration is key when you're doing your fast, though you'll drink... 130 ounces or how many? I never drink that much. Uh, I don't recommend it, but I drink when I'm thirsty. I probably drink two quarts a day, maybe three. And I'm, I, don't, I don't recommend that because if your body is dehydrated by 1% or 2%, it can affect elite athlete performance by 5 or 6 or 7%. Oh, wow. So being hydrated is really important. I just it's don't, hard for don't me. drink a lot of water. Like I said, two or three quarts a day. Yeah, for me, it's like I feel like I'll get really hungry, and the only way to not cheat on my fasting period is I just drink a whole bunch of water. That's that's excellent. That's that's another thing that would help people. Drink more water, you're not going to lower your satiety level. You're not going to be as hungry. 
So we've agreed that it's the keto diet. It's the way to go. <laughs> For those who no, we didn't agree that. <laughs> we agreed that the best way to eat is to stay away from diets. Eat healthy food and what works for you, what you can stick to. Because if you, you know, if you lose your 100 pounds on keto and you can't stick to it for life, you're going to go back. Yeah. Welcome back, 100 pounds. Right. Very true. I found 30 of them. <laughs> you know, I've, I've asked, uh, matter of fact, when I was doing the contest, I was telling you about the head trainer who hires all the other trainers, and they work for him at this big gym. All of his trainers have to have a CSCS, which is a certified strength and conditioning specialist. It's a four-year college degree. He coached me a little bit, He'd never, and I never heard him as a trainer, but I'd ask him questions and stuff from time to time. After I won the contest, he offered me a job, and I said, Tim... I don't have a college degree. I've never been to college. And he said, you know more about fitness and exercise than most of my trainers. And I did not, I couldn't take that job because I, and I still feel incompetent to give somebody the very best because I know somebody that's a hell of a lot better than I am. And I can give them that name. And I gave it to you, Jeff Cavalier at athleanx.com. That's what I would recommend to somebody. You'd have them go, go watch, watch their stuff. Go watch, go watch 50 or 100 or 200 of his YouTube videos and then buy one of his programs. I've never bought one of his programs, but I've watched hundreds of his videos. That's what I would recommend. I like it. <laughs> I'm definitely going to check it out. I wrote it down. <laughs> if ever it said... <laughs> That's going to be something I want to have in our gym, if ever it's. <laughs> I'm going to make a sign. <laughs> well, I definitely want to say thank you for coming in and spending some time with us. Uh, we talked earlier off mic about a possibility of maybe having a follow-up podcast, and I think you were okay to maybe do Absolutely. It. So what we've decided to do, and we're challenging the listener as well, but Kiara and I are going to do a 101-day challenge, because that's how long Everett did his. We're going to start on Monday, the 11th of March, and we're going to run until June 20th, I believe is the date. Yep, June 20th. And we are going to then, after that date, maybe the Friday or Saturday in June. What was the date, June? Uh, June 20th. 20th will be the last day. I believe that's a Thursday. But if we could maybe do a follow-up podcast that weekend or the following or sometime around there, where you can look at our day one and our day 101 and we'll just kind of talk fitness and what we learned in our experience and maybe it'll rehash some memories from yours and you know it sounded like you almost wanted to do it with us i i am going to do that with you okay so i've got this 17 19 pounds of lard <laughs> oh my gosh. well you know on your original contest time you actually shed 15 pounds Oh, wow. In the 101 day of fat. So if you have 15 pounds now, you might be able to lose all of it again. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm wiser now, too. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do 19. And I mean, you look great. So when you say that you gained weight, I'm like, where? Because you look great to me. <laughs> Thank you. I, I just look at him and, and like even now, I mean, he's sitting across the table from right. me and I keep looking over at him and I can see in his, his biceps <laughs> and I can see around his traps. And I'm like, if I look at like that in my 70s, 
I'm going to be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's just something that in my mind, and I don't know if maybe you had this when you started doing it, but when he told me about, let's see about doing the, the challenge, the 101, you know, the days of 101 and, I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's kind of hard for me to imagine myself. And, like, I want to have a six-pack and I want to be toned. But I'm like, can I actually do it? Like, can I actually look like I want to look like? So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Well, we definitely have someone to talk to a little bit. (laughs) Actually, I'm going to leave this with you. This is a copy of a letter that I sent to Larry, uh, November of 1997. And I went into a lot of detail because he asked me about how I got those six-pack abs and stuff and I know more now than I do then but I'll leave that with you well I want to say thanks again yes thank Um, you we're going to do the challenge we're going to keep in touch we're going to be updating the website we're going to have a guest tab and since we've had a couple of guests now we're going to update the guest tab as we air these podcasts so we'll put a guest tab for you and we'll put maybe a maybe your letter or something and show who you are and a couple of pictures if you're okay with it. Sure. And then um, do our follow-up. We're going to put, I really don't want to put it on the internet, but I'm going to put my <laughs> before and after photo. So I hold myself accountable. I know. And I'm the same way. I'm like, I know I just had a baby six months ago, but I still am really self-conscious about this. So it'll be fun. <laughs> and so we'll have a follow-up and we'll have another podcast and maybe we'll get some listener questions in that span. And we can rifle those through with you and see how it goes. Sure. Love to. Look forward to it. All right. Thank (laughs) Thank you so much. My pleasure.